Welcome to Studio Wednesday's Recap Diaries. My name is Katie, and this is my recap diary of House of the Dragon. Today, I'm recapping Season 1, Episode 8, The Lord of the Tides. We open to a conversation between Rhaenys and the Driftmark Maester. We've jumped at least six years now, and Corlys has been fighting at the Stepstones, again, as the Triarchy has resurged though it sounds like his wounds from battle may be bad enough to keep him from ever making it home alive. While Rhaenys has been sitting in her husband's place since he's been gone, Corlys's brother, Vaymund, is realistic, I guess, about the fact that a discussion needs to be had about who should permanently take the throne. And, well, Vaymund clearly thinks this should be him. But Rhaenys reminds him that Corlys's wish was that Lucerys, aka Luke, take the throne. Now, Rhaenys is not necessarily disagreeing with Vaymond that having someone experienced to take care of Driftmark would be prudent, and having Valerian blood on the throne would be great, but one of Rhaenys's many good qualities is her loyalty and love for her hubby, ride or die. Stop discussing it, Vaymond. Corlys wanted Luke to be heir, though as Corlys never officially named Luke heir, it's all up to the crown to decide. From one tight spot to another, we see Damon finding some dragon eggs for his child that's on the way. Yes, that's correct. Damon and Rhaenyra now have two kids, baby Aegon III and Viserys II, and one on the way. That is one fertile myrtle, soon to have six babies. Word from Damon's daughter, Reyna, notifies Rhaenyra and Damon that Vaymond is challenging for the seat at Driftmark Oh my god, that took me so long to get. That is a tongue twister. Okay, back to the story. Field trip! Woohoo! To King's Landing we go! Rhaenyra and Daemon are met with less than a warm welcome. Mm, Actually none, in fact. Viserys is barely holding on. Decomposing in bed, actually. Miserable. Numbing the pain with Poppy and a bandage covering half his face. Alicent sitting in his place at the throne, chatting with the council her father by her side, and in one scene, by his side, to plead his case in private, Vaymond, both he and Otto trying to convince Alicent that he should be the heir to Driftmark, not Luke, since they believe that she will be the one hearing the case tomorrow. As you know, Viserys can barely sit up or stay awake. While Alicent races from the council to meet her guests, she is alerted of another big issue. Turns out Aegon is more of a fucking asshole than we thought, and has sexually assaulted a serving girl. The young girl was brought to Alicent by another chambermaid, and, according to her, seen by no one else. Of course, we do see later that this chambermaid meets a character we have long forgotten about. Damon's ex-lover, who used to be a sex worker in King's Landing, and now working again in King's Landing but as what, we're not sure. Let's save that thought for later. Well, moving on to the knight's practice grounds. A one-eyed Aemond is crushing it in a practice battle with Kristen Cole. Looks like along with the eye that he lost is also some warmth and decency as a human, but gained quite the knightsmanship or swordsmanship, whatever you say, he's good with a sword. Damn, (laughs) seriously, those two boys are turds. Out for a stroll in the garden, Bela, Rhaenyra, and Rhaenys give each other a warm welcome. 
but not lasting for too long because Rhaenyra and Rhaenys need to speak business. Rhaenyra accusing Rhaenys of wanting to put her own hand forth and Rhaenys accusing Rhaenyra of killing Laenar. So not exactly the same level of accusation, but Rhaenyra has one last thing to say. How about Luke is heir and Lena's kids can marry her kids? This is honestly the best thing I've ever heard. Basically, Bela and Raynar are distant cousins of Luke and Jace, you know, since Laenar is not their biological father. So in Targaryen speak, they're total strangers. Of course, smart Rhaenys is like, woman, this sounds desperate. Rhaenyra actually agrees, but at this point, does it even matter why she's saying it? Do what's best for your family. The girls will be set. One last stop to make on this stormy night, Rhaenyra visits her father asking him if he believes what Aegon dreamed, the Song of Ice and Fire, to be true. An emotional Rhaenyra expresses regret to her father. This is too fucking hard. This burden is too fucking much. Everyone fucking hates me. She explains that he should defend her tomorrow in court and her children. That's really the only way. But like any daughter would be in this moment, Viserys almost succumbing to death, it's just too miserable for her to watch, so she leaves. Did he even hear her? Did he even understand her? It's the next morning and Viserys has not had his full dose of poppy yet. He is fully awake and his lesions on his body being treated by the maesters. Viserys is up to something, preparing himself to be fully present today, hopefully to see all his children at a dinner later. As the hearing is on its way and Vayman's plea just ending, a fight between he and Rhaenyra just beginning, when who comes hobbling in but the Phantom of the Throne, King Viserys, walking slowly, in pain, a gold mask hiding half of his face. Alicent, get off the throne, I'm back. Settled onto the throne, King Viserys says, in a way, what the hell is going on? I thought that this was a settled succession. Rhaenys, can you shed some light onto what Lord Corliss wants? So Rhaenys makes it clear that Luke is the heir. And what's that? Her grandbabies will be married to Jason Luke. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I'm looking at you, Vaymond. Otto. Alicent. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Vaymond is not allowing this. That's right. This bitch points his finger in Luke's face, running his mouth to Viserys, his king, yes, and calls all three children bastards and Rhaenyra a whore. Just as Viserys is getting his little knife out to get Vaemon's tongue, Damon handles the problem for him and slashes his head in half. He did. But his tongue is right there, so you can just, like, take it, I guess. All right, time for dinner. The whole family is here, and goddammit, it's gonna be a joyous time. After giving a loving speech to his family and taking his phantom mask off, Viserys inspires the whole family to apologize, bond, laugh together for at least this evening. Because he's in too much pain, Viserys leaves the dinner early and is brought to his chambers. Though the evening is not over, it's time for one more toast, this time by Aemond. Though, as I said before, he is just as much as a pot-stirring jerk as his brother and could not let the evening end without another accusation that the brunette boys are the sons of the dead Harwin Strong. And with that, the evening's over. But not before Rhaenyra and Alicent have a moment together 
almost one similar to those seen when they were young and best friends. I'll leave you with the scene as the episode also ends. King Viserys slipping out of consciousness as Alicent comforts him. Confused about who is there with him, Viserys answers a question asked of him the previous night by Rhaenyra. That Aegon's dream, what he saw in the north, the prince to unite the realm against the cold and dark, is true. And it's you. You are the one. You must do this. Alicent responds, I understand. And clearly she does not understand because he wasn't talking to you. But we are left with the last breaths of Viserys as he slips into death and is greeted by his already departed queen and love, Emma.